this morning and my wife was in tears and uh, she was in tears because of uh, her father had preceded her and went home to be with the Lord about five years ago so I, my, our hearts are with you that your fathers have already went home and I thought about Pastor Jake this morning and I just want you to know that you're in our hearts okay? I know Father's Day could be a hard day it, and uh, so as I was just trying to get to, with the Lord to plan for today's confession, I was just seeking God's face. And I said, God, I want to pay tribute to the fathers. But I want you to know that that's not the way the Lord worked it out and, and what I need to say today. He, he didn't want me to pay a tribute to the fathers because our work's not done yet. Fathers, men, dads, our work's not done yet. Okay. We just get this break in our lives in this day to enjoy ourselves with our families, our children, be able to have a barbecue, maybe eat a steak, and then be able to look at them and look at all the people that we fight for, all the people that we stand for, all the people who it depends on us. It depends on you, dads. depends on you, men. Okay? And maybe, some, maybe we've slacked away from what the responsibility's been on our lives and on our hearts to be as men in our families. So today I got a charge for us, okay? So we'll go ahead and put my title up, Noden. A few good men. A few good men, okay? That's who we are in this house. I can't speak for any other churches, any other places, but for this house, we're the, we're the few good men. We're the, we're, we're the ones that are going to be able to do it, do what God asked us to do, okay? Put up the scripture. Galatians 6, 5 says this, for every man shall bear his burden. And I'm not saying that our families are a burden to us. They're not. I'd ha- we'd happily go to work every single day and break sweat and tears and blood, sweat and tears for them. We'll do anything for them. That's who the men are in this house. Okay. We don't complain about work. We don't complain about hardships. We get our family to the other side, no matter what it takes. But every man must bear his own burden. Go ahead and put the picture up. This picture says this, it says, but let, let each one examine his own work and then he will have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another for each one shall bear his own load. Men, today, today is just a day just to stop and breathe for a second. Tomorrow we put on everything God asks us to put on and we go to war. There's a, there's, I wanted to show a clip from We Were Soldiers with Mel Gibson. And in the clip, when they're getting ready to go off to war, there's a part in there. He says, I will be the first man on the battlefield and I will be the last man off the battlefield. Man, that's the way, this is the mentality you're going to adapt today. Okay. Maybe it hasn't been you in the past, but it's going to be you from this point forward. You're going to be the first one on the battlefield to fight for your family. And you're going to be the last one off when they're home safe. Because when they're home safe, then the honor comes. We're going to have a supper. We're going to have a dinner together. And then you get your honor because you did what you were supposed to do. What God told you to do. How to fight for your family. How to live and not compromise yourself. How, how not to make a mockery of your name, family. So put up the second picture, the second scripture noted. Ezekiel twenty two thirty says this. And I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge 
You are a hedge of protection around your family. You are, you are the hedge to keep all the dangers and all this craziness of this world from them. You're not the one that's out in the back just hanging out. That's not you, men. You're not lazy no more. You get to the front of that line and you make sure you serve as a hedge of protection around your family. And it says, and stand in the gap before me for the land that I should not destroy it, but I found none. It's not talking about Thrive Church. That's not us. Put up the other picture. Stand in the gap, man. Stand in the gap. Okay? Stand in the gap. You let the Holy Spirit speak to you. I'm just doing what God told me to put on my heart. Have we ever been serious in our lives, in the way we think, and the way we live, and the way we act, man? It's now. It's today. It's from this point forward. Forgive yourself for falling short in the past, but we're not going to do that any longer. If you haven't paid attention to the times, the times are getting more desperate. They're getting more harder. Our family needs us to stand up for them and to fight for them. And it starts with a confession just as simple as this. Raise your hands towards heaven and let's say this over our lives. Together as a family. This, is, this very first one, we're going to say it twice, Noden. I confess that I have the mind of Christ to help me know. One more time. I confess that I have the mind of Christ to help me know. Keep going. The Holy Spirit speaks to my heart. And he shows me what to do in every situation. God's spirit advises me about what I should do. I am obedient to him and and I am not led by my emotions. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. Give the Lord praise. Amen. So before we pray, men, are you ready? I can't hear you, men. Men, are you ready? That's what I want to hear, okay? Let's bow our hearts. Father, today, I want to say Happy Father's Day to you. Today is an amazing time of being together, an amazing time of honoring this day of Father's Day, God. But God, the honor comes when we get the work done. I ask you to equip every man in this place. Put it upon their hearts. Put it deep within their souls, Father, that everything you ask us to be as fathers, as men, as as, as godly men, Lord, that we start to do it. If we failed in the past we're asking you for forgiveness holy spirit we need you in this place i ask for forgiveness of all sin don't let anything separate us from your beautiful presence today lord in jesus name amen amen come on one more time give the lord a shout of praise and go tell someone that you're glad to see him in god's house let's worship the lord together
What's not to love about our God? Come on, sing it. What's not to love about you? Heaven and earth adore you. Kings and kingdoms bow down. Son of God, you are the one. You are the one. You are the love that frees us. You are the light that leads us Like a fire burning Son of God, you are the Word You are the Word We live in for Sing, sing, sing And make music with the heavens We will Grateful that you hear us when we shout your praise. Lift high the name of Jesus. Come on, sing it again. Lift your voice to the Lord and sing. And we will sing, sing, sing. And make music with the heavens. We will sing, sing, sing. Grateful that you hear us when we shout your praise. Lift high the name of Jesus. One last time, what's not to love about our God? Sing it with me, church. What's not to love about you? Heaven and earth adore you. Kings and kingdoms bow down. Son of God, you are the one. You are the one. You are the love that frees us. You are the light that leads us. Now the burning. Son of God, you are the word. You are the word. And we will sing, 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 and make music with the heavens. We will sing, 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 grateful that you hear us when we shout your praise. Lift high the name of Jesus.
Thank you, thank you, Jesus. Are you guys grateful to be here this morning? I'm so grateful that when we come together, we can worship him. And in his presence, um, our burdens just fade away. Amen. Anything that is heavy weighing on your heart, it can just fade away. So church, let's just close our eyes and just in this these next few moments that we have, let's just close our eyes and worship him and give him our full attention. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We worship you, God. We worship you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So joy, every fear stood in you I took here in your presence all of my gains now fade away every no longer on this Here in your presence Heaven is trembling in all of your wonders The kings and their kingdoms are standing Kings and their kingdoms are standing amazed. 
Thank you, Jesus. Come on, one more time. If he's wonderful, give him a praise offering. If he's beautiful, if he's glorious, matchless in every way. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God bless you, church. Thank you for being in God's house on Father's Day. How many guys believe that that's blessing the heart of our Heavenly Father? Amen. He's just so grateful that we all came together. This is a great crowd and a great turnout. But as you guys know, this is a continuation of our worship as we give to the Lord. We're going to give to the Lord right now. And uh, I don't know why I always talk about my family. It's probably because they drive me nuts sometimes. No, they're perfect. They're matchless in every way. Gavin, stand up real quick. Sit down, sit down. Calm down, calm down. So Gavin went to camp last week out of state. He went to college in, in uh, South Dakota, got to see Mount Rushmore, and he did really well at the camp. Uh, but then um, kids don't always communicate well. You guys know what I'm talking about? So we didn't know he needed money. To, we paid for the camp, thought all the meals were provided, but then we found out he needed a bunch of cash because they're going to be sightseeing and stuff, and we didn't know. We found out from one of his friends, Wesley. Jill's like, what? They need money? And so she tried to get him... She tried to get him money and everything, so we got him like a hundred bucks spending money, which isn't a lot, you know, but it's like, you're going to have to make do. And uh, so he got through the week and everything, and he came home, and this is what he said. He said, Dad, I have 30 bucks left over. I said, no, you don't. You said that wrong. I have 30 bucks left over. You should have spent that, son. That's what I learned as a kid. I come back, thanks. It, it barely lasted to the last penny, Mom and Dad. But he was laughing. He's like, really? For real? And he goes to hand it. I said, no, son, you can have it. But how many guys know that he, I just need to help his thinking a little bit and all of that. I had 30 bucks left. Like, oh, no, no, you don't have nothing, son. We have $30. Oh, no, no, no. Daddy has $30 left. Happy early Father's Day. No. Uh, but I said, you take it, you keep it. And, of course, uh, he's such a blessing to if you give him any money, he's going to spend it on his friends and other people. That's just, just the way Gavin has always been ever since he was little, always. And why do I say all that? Because we want to be a blessing to other people. Do you guys believe that's true? We want to be a blessing. i got to share a scripture, and it's about the person of Nehemiah in the Old Testament. Most of you guys know that God called Nehemiah to help rebuild the walls of Jerusalem when the walls were torn down and God's you know, city was in rubble. God called Nehemiah to rebuild those walls. Look at this scripture because this is the heart of Nehemiah. Go ahead, put that verse up. It says this. The, this is Nehemiah speaking. The God of heaven will make us what, church? Prosper. This is not Star Trek. This is not Litter Nimoy. This is before all that. This is God's word. The God of heaven will make us what? Prosper. And we, his servants, will do what, church? 
arise and build, arise and build. There is a connection between when God blesses us and God calls us to prosper and he calls himself a servant and he speaks for the people of God. He says, we are servants and we are going to arise and build. And God never wants to bless you. So you sit back and have everything you need while others around you are in need and others around you are in hurting. How many guys believe that God wants to bless you so that you can be a blessing to others? I love that word prosper. I believe God wants us to prosper, not just in our finances, but in our health, in our relationships, in our home, in our marriages. I believe God even wants your grass to grow and be green in Jesus' name. We're working on it in our house. We're trying. But in every area, God wants us to prosper so that you can be a blessing to others. Put up that statement. This is why. This is why prosperity is important to God. Look, look at this. We prosper for what, church? For purpose. We prosper for purpose. If you're blessed, you build. How many guys believe that's true? If you're blessed, you build. You don't take it all for yourself. You don't hoard it for yourself. You don't keep it all. But when you're, when you're prosperous, there's a purpose to it. Everyone say prosper. And everyone say purpose. There's a purpose for God's prosperity in your life. It's not just to bless you, but it's so that you can be a blessing to others. And that we're called to arise and build, just like Nehemiah was telling him. Servants, we're going to arise and build. That's what we've been doing for years here at Thrive Church. There is a purpose in this community. There's a purpose as the team travels to Ethiopia and Thrive Academy, and we work hard. There was a purpose yesterday when we had a silent auction to help raise, to build dorms for over 100 students that are displaced and don't have families and roof over their head. Everyone say purpose. When you understand that purpose is always connected to prosperity, then we'll realize what church that we're blessed to build. And we're like, I get tired building. That's what the story of Nehemiah is. He built with one hand and he fought the enemy with the other. How many guys know that that's our calling as we build? Be awesome. If God just blessed us all, he says, I'm going to bless you, but you got to build, you got to work. Sometimes you even got to fight the enemy. You got to have a trowel in one hand and a sword in the other and say, God, we're going to build. So don't get tired, church. Don't get tired of building. Don't get tired of being servants. Come on. Am I in the right church today? Don't get tired of the vision. Don't get tired of what God's called us to do, because if you are committed to the purpose of God and saying, I want to be a blessing to the other, God's going to continue to prosper you and your home and your family. And it's not a selfish thing. I want your house to be the most prosperous house on your block so that people can go there and find the love and hope that we find in Jesus. Amen. Amen. So let's pray, church. Let's ask God to help us with this. Lord, we thank you today, God, for speaking to our hearts, Lord. We do get tired working in the vision. We, get, we do get tired having one hand building and the other hand sometimes fighting off the enemy and doing everything you've called us to do, Lord. But we recognize that, you're, that you prosper us, God, so, because there's a purpose, there's a reason. God, you bless us so that we would be always able to build until you call us home in this short life, the days that we get, God, we pray that you continue to bless Thrive Church. I'm going to say it again, God. Continue to bless Thrive Church. I'm going to say it for the people who are watching and for everyone here that's in, in person. God, continue to bless Thrive Church, God, so we can build your kingdom, not our kingdom, but your kingdom. God, take what's given today, and we pray that you bless it and that you'd multiply it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Go ahead, church. Give the Lord a praise offering. Please take a moment and watch these announcements. Kids camp is just around the corner and you don't want your child to miss out on this life-changing opportunity. Children entering grades 3 through 6 this fall are invited to attend. 
The registration deadline is June 26th and the cost is $100 per child. Payment plans are an option and we're receiving sponsorship donations. Head down to the Kids Church for more information and to register. Hey seniors, you don't want to miss petting Rosie the Tarantula, the Butterfly Release, the Cuttlefish, or the Fellowship at our next senior outing. We're going to the Butterfly Pavilion Saturday, June 25th at 11 a.m. You can bring your lunch or get it there. The cost is $10 each. Stop by the booth in the lobby today to sign up and for more information. By the way, mark your calendars. Due to Father's Day, the Senior Banquet has been moved to June 26th at 12.30 p.m. A delectable meal is being prepared just for you, plus it's free. So come out, enjoy the fellowship, friends, and food. Are you looking for ways to enhance and heal your marriage? Make plans now to be part of the Thrive Marriage Life Groups this summer. Stop by the Marriage Kiosk in the foyer for details on upcoming life group opportunities, including groups for college-age couples considering marriage, newlyweds, and groups with topics that concern married couples today. Join a group and watch your marriage and your love evolve into what Christ intended it to be. How can we say thanks for all that you've done for us? Thanks for being such a hard worker and making sure our needs are met. For being our protector and all the pre-date interrogations. Thanks for the driving lessons and teaching us the best way to change a tire. Most importantly, thank you for doing the right thing even when you thought we weren't looking because we were watching and you were teaching then too. We love you, Dad, and we wish you the happiest Father's Day ever. Praise God. Good morning and welcome to Thrive Church. Are you here to worship the Lord? Amen. It's good to have you all. Happy Father's Day to all of the men here at uh, Thrive this morning. We want to honor you and, and welcome you this morning. And we're so glad that you chose to come to church on a Sunday morning. That is Father's Day. There's a lot of men that say, that's my day. I'm going to go fishing or camping or whatever the situation might be. But I just honor all of you men of God that would come and honor the Lord and put the Lord first in your day. I just, I, I just celebrate. Ladies, that's your opportunity to start clapping. You're sitting next to some great men of God here at Thrive. And so we welcome every single one of you. If you are visiting with us for the first time, we do welcome you as well. And we offer you the opportunity at the conclusion of today's service to join us at the guest center as you're walking out. And they'll present you with a gift. And um, there's a wonderful cupcake that a a uh, beautiful young lady made for you in that bag. And so we would love to honor you and um, celebrate you as well. I think that this is a, a very valuable day. A lot of times Mother's Day is packed with lots of moms that come as we honor our moms. There's even stories of moms that are honored by prisoners, even in uh, prison yards where they all ask for cards for their moms but they um, but then they don't ask for a card for their fathers that fathers are few and far between you know ones that will stand in the gap and pray and love on their kids and I learned the value of a man a good godly father and husband as in my husband as we rate we're raising our boys but you know we're about ready to go to Ethiopia tomorrow and and um, there are 
274 students in that school, and we oftentimes have gatherings where all of the adults come together, as we will this time, the graduation ceremony and Christmas time and stuff. And um, we're keenly aware that there's a lot of women that show up, but we're, we're under the understanding that actual fathers, I think only maybe four have a father. And in those situations, their uh, mothers have died. And, or some of them are being raised by an uncle. And it's not a very healthy um, relationship, but I understand the power of having strong men in a f- home that love God that show up on Sunday mornings and and have their Bible in their hand and they're praying and they're seeking the Lord. You have no idea. A a man is not somebody that can drink a six-pack and and ignore his family and walk out the door and just take care of him and the boys. A man, a man, a real man is the one that when they see their wife hurting they lay hands on her and they pray for her and they stand in the gap for their kids and they they defend against the outside influences that would destroy a marriage or a family or a home and they they fight for their family on their knees and they fight for their family physically amen and so i see a lot of men in here and in the first service i did something and i'm going to do it again and i know um, i have the microphone But it's not very often that I get to honor um, my husband, Pastor Bo. And nobody knew, and not even he knew. But um, we've been married. We've been married for a long time, and in forty-seven, eight years this year. But um, and this man has loved the Lord and. Um, my both both of my children were would be prayed for at night. He'd go in the bedroom and lay in the bed with them and pray with them. And they were both baptized in the Holy Spirit with with Bo. And um, he took them everywhere with him and went everywhere with them and and honored him. But I have watched I have watched him be steadfast in his walk with the Lord, steadfast in his love for his family steadfast in his love for this community and this church like there's never been a wavering it's never been like well now today i'm in tomorrow i'm out he's not up and down he's extremely consistent and then in these last uh this last year you know and even during COVID, i have watched my husband caring for hundreds of families here in the church even through the COVID pandemic hundreds of funerals running to hospitals, and then always calling me and saying, does your dad have dinner? My dad is 86 years old, and um, he's struggling in his health right now. He's having trouble walking and trying to care for my mom. And I've seen him drive all the way from Aurora with a black thing of black-eyed pea, go all the way out to Todd Creek and feed my family, and then come back up here to the church and then get a phone call that he needs to run to Lutheran Hospital and running and going. And um, let me tell you, um, my mom and dad see Jesus in my husband. Um, And uh, I just want to say that's a real man, somebody that serves 
their family and loves their children and loves their wives and loves their in-laws and their outlaws or whoever loves a community and loves the less fortunate. It's not about the prestige and the fame or whatever, but it's about serving others. And uh, I don't know anybody that does it better. Although I'm looking at some pretty wonderful men that are sitting That's out right. here right That's now right. as well. So I just want to say to you, happy Father's Day. And thank you. Um, yesterday a word was spoken over you at the auction. They read uh, from Genesis about Abraham being a father of yeah. many nations. Yeah. And I also want to say to you that, and they said to you, you are a father of many nations. You are a father in your home, in your church, in the community, and even to the world. And um, thank you for being a godly example. And I can't wait to go to Ethiopia and hear the kids say, Papa Bo, Papa Bo, Papa Bo. We love you. I love you. Thank you, everybody. Very humbling. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Before you're seated, uh, turn to someone and say, you look stinking really incredible today, would you? That's, that's the only thing I could think about. Get. Awesome. Hey, baby, I love you. You may be seated. The Lord is blessing me right now, right now. The Lord, turn that thing up, son. Wake that thing up. There you go. Is blessing me right now, right now. He woke me up this morning, started me on my way. The Lord is blessing me. The Lord is blessing me. The Lord is blessing me right now. <laughs> the Lord is blessing me right now, right now. The Lord is blessing me right now, right now. He woke me up this morning and started me on my way. The Lord is blessing me right now. Come on, sing it with me. Come on. The Lord is blessing me right now, right now. The Lord is blessing me right now, right now. Woke me up. He woke me up this morning. He started me on my way. The Lord is blessing me right now. The Lord is blessing me right now. <laughs> the Lord is blessing me right now. Come on, let's do it. Yes, Lord. Woo! Yes, Lord. Come on, put a shout to the clap. Yes, Lord. Come on, let everybody that's online hear you shout. Come on, everybody shout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Woo! 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 <laughs> yeah. Hey, how about the avalanche? Stop it. You shouted louder for the avalanche than you did for the Lord. How about Jesus right now? Yeah, yeah. You better get that right. Look at your neighbor and say, get it right. Yeah, don't you dare shout, yeah, Come in, bring it. Oh, Jesus. But I'm, pr- I'm proud of our avalanche. Thank you, son. You can come on down. All right. Uh, thank you so much. Didn't he do a great job? I stretch him. I stretch him. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, a happy Father's Day, everyone. If you're sitting by your daddy or if you're sitting by a man, tell him happy Father's Day right now. Go ahead. Do it. Do it. Do it. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. We're going to get right into the word this morning. Thank you, Teresa, for those kind words. You spoke over uh, me this morning. I don't take those words for granted, and I don't want you to take those words for granted. Everyone, I want you to know you're here for a reason, and I, I, I get it. We, brother, we wake up in the morning, and we're men. I'm going to go somewhere. I'm not, you know. I appreciate all the men that showed up this morning. If you're watching online, I appreciate all of the men that are uh, all men. But it takes a, a, just a special man to say, you know what? I'm going to start my day in church. Clap for yourselves right now, all right? I want you to open your Bibles to Malachi. They're going to put it up on the screen. Characteristics of a faithful father. Characteristics of a faithful father. Now, here's the deal in my heart today. We honor the fathers that have, they, they, they've, like myself, I have two sons. And, and God has blessed you. If you have sons and daughters, God has blessed you. God has blessed you. And, but every one of you are fathers, men. In this house, if you are a, a father in some way or another, you're a father. We're going to get into that in just a moment. But Malachi 4, 6, let's get right into this. I don't know what's going on with this, but Malachi 4, 6, let's read it. Put it up on the screen. Read it with me. He will turn the hearts of the fathers. Everybody reading? Can you see that? Do I need bigger letters? Nah, come on. He will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children. And the hearts of the children to their fathers, a reconciliation produced by repentance. Now, you need to look at that. So that I will not come and strike the land with a curse of complete destruction. Anybody remember Noah in the Bible? God gave him a purpose. Gave him, it hadn't rained on the earth. We want to welcome everybody online. I have some really good friends that are joining us today online. Uh, Vance Johnson has been reaching out to me. He's ready to come back to Denver, and he's watching us, and we're going to bring him back, I hope, this summer. In fact, we're trying to get a date down. God is using him in a tremendous way. But um, I look at the camera, and I, I, I think to myself, what can God do with us men if we'll truly repent of things that we've done? According to that scripture, if we truly repent of how we've been fathering how we, as a nation, how we've been fathering a nation, if we don't, the Bible says a curse is going to come on the land. Is everybody following me? According to that scripture. 
Can you imagine if America repented fathers? And I'm thinking of Noah this morning, and I just want you to write this down, Genesis 7-1, because I've been looking at this scripture, how God gave him a purpose, and that purpose was to save a family, his family. And that family was the only ones that were righteous. And it talks about Noah being righteous. Now, I think of his children. Now, get this. His children were in that ark, and their wives were in the ark, if you remember that. And I'm not going to go into all this, but here's the reason why I'm saying this, this. That family was the only family saved, and destruction came to the rest of the world. Everybody with me still? And I truly believe that his children were saved because they had an influence in their life, and it was a godly father. Do you know things were bad? Just like we see today, things were really, really bad in uh, the world. I'm trying, brother. The Bible says that there's nothing new on the earth. What's happening today happened back then. I believe, and I told my staff, I think it's increased because of of technology. You can watch TV and see it constantly. Help me, Lord, right now. And all I'm saying is there was an influence for those boys because they could have made a choice. Get me, kids, teenagers, you're getting ready to go to college, teenagers that are in, going to high school. They made a choice not to go into the world. And because they did, they were saved from destruction. Could you imagine living in in Noah's time, a teenager, him saying, it's going to rain, so we got to build this ark. Dad, they don't even know what rain is. And, and then because they followed the, their daddy, that influence of being righteous, and that's what the scripture calls Noah, righteous. Because those kids followed their dad, they were saved from destruction. Amen. Could you imagine what they went through? The, the, the being ostracized and ridiculed and made fun of by their friends. I believe God, according to this scripture, God is looking for faithful fathers. Everyone say faithful fathers. Faithful fathers to be a strong influence on their children. Then children, get this. It's your choice, the decisions you make. It's your choice. Are you going to follow the teachings of mom and dad? Or are you going to follow the teachings of the world? According to this scripture, and I I love America, but America, put that scripture back up, Malachi 4.6, keep it up there. It says, a reconciliation produced by repentance. I think, honestly, the church needs to repent. Men of the church, fathers need to repent. Get their hearts back to their children. Come on. You can have a big ministry. Listen, you can have a big ministry and your family go to hell. I've seen a lot of pastors that got more in love with their ministry than their families. And they lost their families. This guy... I love my family. And I will always put my family first. It always comes before the ministry. And men, you need to put your family above your job, above the boat, above the camper, above everything else, and put your heart back on your kids, okay? All right, that's just... And that, we live in Colorado, okay? So a reconciliation produced by repentance. So I want God to restore our families, all right? 
I need to get into the word here. All right, so this is what God's trying to do. Put the picture up. This is what God's trying to do to all of us, but I'm speaking to the men right now. Everybody stretch right now. Come on, stretch, stretch, stretch. Everybody, some of you don't look at me like, stretch. Hard, come on, stretch. Lynette, you're not stretching, come on. And that good-looking guy next to you, all right, that looks like Colonel Sanders' son. Okay, come on. No, bro, I love you, man. I love you. Mallory, I love you. Okay. God's trying to stretch the church. He's trying to stretch the fathers now. And he, he, here's the deal. He's trying to stretch us to be more like the father's heart. And some of you are bucking it and kicking it. And God's trying to speak to you. He's trying to get your attention. And you're ignoring him. I believe this is really a word from the Lord. You want a word from the Lord? Here it is. Some of us need to have a, a heart, a, a repentant heart. And say, God, I'm sorry I haven't been who I need to be in my family. We're only as strong as you are, sir. A church. We're as strong as the men. I'm leaving the ladies out. We're as strong as the men of this church. Are you compromising? How much time do you spend in the word? How much time do you pray? Here's one. How, many, how much time do you spend speaking in a heavenly language? What's that? <laughs> it's in the Bible. See, we're a Pentecostal church. We believe that God has given you another language, and that language is a heavenly language that you only speak to him, all right? And it's a, it's, we'll get into that later on, <laughs> okay? But to get back, so God's trying to stretch us all. Stretch you to be a better man. Stretch you to be a, a mentor to the, the guys around you. Look at Deuteronomy 32, 4. All he's wanting us to do is imitate God, be a reflection of God. He is the rock. Speaking of God, he is the rock. His deeds are perfect. Everything he does is just and fair. He is what? A faithful God. Everyone say that. He is a faithful God. Are you? Are we? Am I faithful to God, faithful to my family? You, we all can come to church, but your family really knows who you are. You really want to know who you are? Just ask your wife. Oh, that didn't go over. You ask your brother, oh, man, he's awesome, man. He's good. Ask your wife. He got some work to be done on him. How just and upright he is. If you're a man, and if you don't know who you are, come into my office after the service, and you're wondering who you are, I will tell you who you are. All right? Let's be men, guys. Let's be men that will lead our families. So if you're a man, a dad, a grandpa, brother, uncle, Christian, a, a businessman, you're an example to somebody. Look at this real quick. Put it up. The first note. Helping others. Listen, this is what God calls us. You are someone helping others get closer to God. Amen. That's your call. Amen. Helping your family get closer to God. Helping your family know who God is. Even if you're a carpenter, you own a business, whatever you are, your re- responsibility is get people closer to God. Your family closer to God. Your children. Someone is watching you. Will you accept that? Someone is always watching you. 
Follow me one day. You'll see how many people I run into wherever I go. Pastor Bo. Now, wouldn't it be terrible if I'm in McDonald's and I'm causing a scene because my French fries are cold? Or, or the gas line isn't going fast enough. And I see it every day, how people are losing it over something. Or I'm upset at this politician or that politician. You know who's going to take care of all this that's going on? God Almighty is going to take care of everything, all right? Who's watching us? People are watching you in your home, in your business, in your church, in your Bible study, in your office, men. And I'm speaking to women, too. How people watch you. How you conduct yourself as a Christian man in your office when you're doing business, on the phone. Okay? Children are watching you. Teenagers are watching you. Someone is always watching us. A new Christian is watching you, how you worship. Christians, new Christians, new believers, new members of the church, new partners in the ministry. They're watching you, your friends, children, your children's friends are watching you. They're watching you on the soccer field, football field. You know, it's getting heavy in here. Adults are watching you during a Bible study. Do you come into the Bible study acting like you know it more, know more than the teacher? Arrogant? Shame on us. Why is it quiet in here right now? You know, I'm just, I'm just saying that people are always watching us. How you carry yourself. Wherever you're at, there's people. I'm going to preach it right now, honey. Just scream at me. Preach it, Pastor Boo! Wherever we're at, if it's a Bible study, wherever, in worship, there's people that are watching us. Your neighbors are watching you. The people that sit next to you in church. Are you a good example? Can people follow you? Look at this. Jesus said this in Matthew 4, 19. This is a passion translation. Jesus called out to them and said, his disciples, those that were around him. Yeah, I'm, so, I'm so glad some of you are in church. Just know we love you. Just know I love you, okay? I'm not mad at anybody. I'm mad at the devil, okay? Jesus called out to them and said, come, follow me, and I will transform you. Everyone say transform you. Into men who catch people for God. What are we, what's God calling us to do? To help people follow us and their lives will be transformed. Because you're an example and they're going to become who you are. Not what you tell them to do. All right. All right. There it is. And he's still calling men to follow him. All right. What a mandate. What a calling. Pretty heavy in here right now, isn't it? Yeah. Look at this quote. A godly influence is one who moves others under God's plan. Just like Noah. He just did what God called him to do. That's it. And it's not hard, everybody. The more you do it, the more it becomes your nature. It becomes part of you. The more you do it, the less you do the things that you used to do. Okay, I got to hurry here. 
1 Timothy 4.12, don't let anyone think less of you because you're young. Be an example, example to all believers. Be an example to all believers. In what you say and in the way you live, in the way you live, in your love, your faith, and your purity. Everyone say purity. purity. In your purity. I ain't going to deal with it, guys. Turn this one on. Okay. I don't know. Did we put new batteries in? Okay. So, and this makes me sound stronger. Amen. Okay, here we go. Be an example to all believers in your love, in your faith, what you do, what you say, and in purity. In purity. Isn't this something that God says that? In purity, in the word. So, I'm just throwing it out there, and I'm asking the Holy Spirit what purity is to you, all right? Psalms 40, uh, or 71, verse 7, my life, in exa- my life is an example to many. God wants you to be an example because you have been my strength and my protection. Ephesians 5, 2, talking about example. All right? People are watching us. Live a life filled with what? Love. Everyone say love. love. And I asked Mike this morning. I said, Mike, what's the one thing that your family will say? What's your strength as a father? He says, love in my family. I love that, Mike. And it says, following the example of Christ, he loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us as a pleasing aroma to God. How you doing right now, everybody? How you doing right now with Pastor Bo's word I'm giving to you? How's that feeling inside of you? Is it, is it, is it helping you? Is it, is it all right? Everyone say, yes, Lord, speak to me. Right. All right. We're an influence to people. Let me give you the last quote. If you are moving, moving towards God, someone is probably following you. Timmy, it's true, isn't it, brother? You know, one thing I want to do, and you're going to see it today, is, is helping men rise up and being leaders in the church, being speakers. Here's a sermon title, okay, or put it up, the sermon title. Read it with me. Characteristics of a faithful father. This is what we're going to do right now. I want every man to stand up. Young man, man, because someone is following you. Men, would you come up, please, all the board members? You're going to hear a word from all the board members today because I gave them some, a, a point, okay? But this is what we're going to do. Uh, I, I have a wristband on my wrist. Put the scripture back up in Malachi 4.6. On the wristband is Malachi 4.6. And... Part of it says, it says faithful father, the beautiful faithful father, and Malachi 4.6. Inside the wristband is actually the scripture. You can look at it. But I want every father to come up right now and get a wristband. So come on up. We'll take care of you. Every one of you come up. And ladies, would you clap and let's honor all the men. Come on. You may not be a father, but people are watching you. You will be a mentor, a fa- spiritual father. And also there's ties. We've got ties for all the men that would like ties. Young men, I want to give them to the young men as well. If you're a young man, come up and get one of these wristbands. Because remember, you may not have a son or a daughter, but you're mentoring somebody. All right? All right. So all, of, all you men come up. Get it. If you want a tie, get a tie. Wear it this week. You're looking good. It's just a gift. It's just a gift. Let's move fast. Okay, we need some more help over here. Are we doing good? We're going to move fast, mighty fast, so we can get, and I'm going to ask uh, Dan to come up. Dan, turn that over. Art, will you grab those real quick and help? 
And Dan, I want you to come up, get your notes. We're going to get moving. And uh, we're, we're going to give you a message on being a character, uh, the characteristics of a faithful father. Everyone say faithful father. Don't we need him today? Welcome Dan as he comes up and gives you one characteristic, one trait of a godly father. Thank you, sir. Good morning, family. I said good morning, family. <laughs> I was reminded of, uh, of something when Mama T was up here. And she was talking about uh, just seeing Jesus. And uh, my uh, Pastor Bo had come. I don't even remember what the, the occasion was. And that's how insignificant that part was. But the example that he makes, when he walked into the room, my granddaughter, Mariana, Lala, she said, there's Jesus. And that just melted my heart. And that kind of took me back a little bit because that's who I want to resemble as well. I want, I want to be a reflection of Jesus. But I just wanted to say that because that, I mean, that reminded me of that. And uh, there's Jesus. That's, that's what she saw in you, Pastor. Amen. Why did the golfer bring two pairs of pants? In case he had a hole in one. <laughs> hey, Daniel. What do you call a line of men waiting to get haircuts? A barbecue? <laughs> uh. <laughs> Why do seagulls fly over the sea? If they flew over the bay, they would be bagels. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Anyway, number one, a faithful, godly father, number one, learns to laugh. Loosen up, laugh. Proverbs seventeen twenty two: a cheerful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. Here's some ways to have a cheerful heart. Laugh with others, just as we did. Laugh with your family. Laughter is contagious, so laugh often. Laugh at yourself. It shows resilience and the ability to see failure as a natural progression to success rather than as a negative outcome. Mistakes happen. That's why pencils have erasers. And we're only human. Mistakes happen. That's why pencils have erasers. Learn from your mistakes and your kids will too. Laughter is healthy for you and your family. Laughter has shown to boost immunity as well as relieve pain. Laughter helps bring strength to the family. Laughter reduces stress as well as combat depression. In Nehemiah 8:10, out of the Amplified, then Ezra said to them, Go your way. Eat the rich festival food, 
Drink the sweet drink and send portions to him for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy to our Lord. And do not be worried, for the joy of the Lord is your strength and your stronghold. Men, I'm here to tell you that our true security is found in Yahweh alone. And not in what the world tells us. Lean on God. Here's a quote for you. It is cheerful to God when you rejoice or laugh from the bottom of your heart. That's Martin Luther King. And joyfulness keeps the heart and face young. A good laugh makes us better friends with ourselves and everybody around us. That's what I have on uh, my first point. I do want to um, address, though, my wife and I, we have a a life group, and we're... um, covering a book called The Naked Marriage. It sounds funny, but it's really deep. And I just want to invite uh, the men and women, the uh, uh, new, am I, newlyweds, even couples. If you want to just get deeper, dig deeper in the word, but also into your relationship, put God right in the middle of it. Amen. But it's Thursdays at 6.30, at, I'm sorry, 6 to 8.30 at the Dream House. Uh, the Bible teaches us, the first naked marriage was Adam and Eve in Genesis 2.25. It says, Now the man and his wife were both naked, but they felt no shame. Now they were naked, but this was pre-sin, pre-deception. So imagine a marriage with complete vulnerability, transparency, trust, and intimacy, all rooted in faith, friendship, and mutual fulfillment. So this book will teach us how to build a deeply rooted foundation built on trust, strength, and encouragement. So please join us and let's build a better and healthy relationship with our spouses and ultimately with our children. Thank you guys very much. Here's Wade. Hey, man. Dan wanted me to remind you that if you come to that class, please come fully dressed. (laughs) Since it is the naked marriage, right? Um, So we can laugh, but there are serious times in our lives too. And I love that these are characteristics of a godly man. A godly man positions himself to be an encourager. And he encourages those close to him to have a closer walk with God himself. You know, it's challenging to meet all the demands uh, that this life requires of men these days. It can be tough sometimes, overwhelming. When we see another man overwhelmed, reach out and encourage him. We know what it looks like, don't we, guys? Help him focus on what's important and not what's urgent. There's a difference there, right? The world would tell us, you need to do this now. No, I need to go spend time with God right at the moment before I rip your head off. (laughs) Sorry. Don't even know where that came from. but (laughs) But that's how you feel sometimes, right? Do what you can to ease the load for that brother. Even Jesus accused the Pharisees of putting on burdens upon the people that weren't necessary. Psalm 1, verse 
verse 1 through 3 says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, but stands in the, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But God's delight is in, uh, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and his law he meditates day and night. And he shall be, that's us, he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bring forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. See, a godly man encourages wise choices to the, the people that are around him. One thing I love about men's breakfast, which is called uh, Band of Brothers, it's on the second and fourth Saturday of every month. We have food, we have worship, we have the word. Did I mention we have food? That's to get you in, right? We're fishers. That's my unabashed plug for the men's breakfast. One thing I love about the men's breakfast, Band of Brothers, is we're there to encourage one another to stand firm, to read the Bible, to realize that we don't have to go through struggles alone. God has the answers for us. To walk side by side with men. Remember Promise Keepers? We used to, we grabbed arm in arm. What an amazing time. Men supporting each other in our quest to be the best God has for us to be. Amen? Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. None of us are perfect. And if you think the pastors in our church are perfect, please don't put them on a pedestal. They're just like us. They have struggles. Pastor Bo talks about driving on the shoulder to throw up rocks on somebody that's tailgating him. We all have struggles. We get frustrated with traffic. We go through issues at work. And, you know, just because we're saved doesn't make us foolproof. I can be a fool. I was a fool for the world, and some days I wonder if I'm ever going to grow out of that. Men need to love their wives and defend and protect them. In Proverbs nineteen fourteen, it says, Fathers can give their sons an inheritance of houses and wealth, but only the Lord can give an understanding wife. Proverbs eighteen twenty two. This is Father's Day, not Mother's Day, but you know what? We need to recognize we're a pair, right? The man who finds a wife finds a treasure and receives favor from the Lord. A godly man, another character of a godly man is he encourages others to be faithful to the Lord and their families. And we as men need to keep our priorities in order. Fighting that good fight of faith. I have this band that I got several years ago, 2 Timothy 4-7, that I got here at the church. I look at it all the time. Finishing strong. Who, who, what guys have this? Lots of them. Yep. And our kids are always watching us. They're watching us to see how we're going to walk and if we're going to walk the, a life of faith. Encouragers are always God-word people. What's that mean? Are you always listening to the radio to a message or a podcast or music that might encourage you and build you up? That's a God-word person. Always trying to move forward in their walk with Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit. Having somebody that you can call and spar with on scriptures. Because Proverbs 27, 17 says, As iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. 
But we need that. We need that community, right? Reminds others of God's powerful love. Do you realize how much God loves you? Our brains can't comprehend that love. He loves you right where you are. David, Dr. David Jeremiah said, God loves you as though you are the only person in the whole world. And he loves everyone the way he loves you. Isaiah 54.10, it says, The mountains and hills may crumble, but my love for you will never end. If you don't feel God's love, you'll struggle with showing love to others. Loving people is easy when you understand and remember the way God loves you. God doesn't rehearse your sins. He releases them. God doesn't rehearse your sins. He releases them. Max Lucado said, God loves you simply because he has chosen to do so. He loves you when you don't feel lovely. He loves you when no one else loves you. Others may abandon you, divorce you, ignore you, but God will love you always, no matter what. And finally, when you say you're going to pray for somebody, don't fail to do it. Don't raise your hand, but how many times have you said to someone, I'll pray, and you forgot? I am totally guilty of that. So what I learned to do is I pray for that person right then, right there, and then let the Holy Spirit remind me later on again and again and again to pray for that person, right? Love grows, and we grow when we show compassion, and that's, that's showing compassion. And an, uh, an encourager must model compassion like Jesus. In Luke ten thirty seven, it says, The man replied, the one who showed him mercy. Then Jesus says, yes, now go and do the same. See, genuine compassion powerfully affects those who receive it and those who give it and those who watch it. Amen. All right. Good morning, Thrive. How are you guys doing? All right, I'm CJ, and I get to do point three. So first of all, let's go over what was point one. Laughter. Yeah, Dan gave us learn to laugh. Uh, Wade gave us point two, which is being an encourager. And I will be giving you point three, which is he is honest. All right? And so we're going to go to two, uh, 2 Corinthians 8.21. It reads, we are careful to be honorable before the Lord. But we also want everyone else to see that we are honorable, being honorable with the words that we speak. So let's talk about that for one second. What do you think it, uh, it is to be honorable by the words we speak? Anybody? Exactly. That's a very good one, right? And so what, what comes to mind for me is uh, no more that he said, she said, Uh, It's all about what God says. Let me read that again because I was all scrambled. No more he said, she said. It's all about what God says, which brings me to gossiping. Sharing the truth and keep confident. Be careful about sharing what you have heard. Be careful about gossiping. 
Speak God's word and speak it good. And moving to speaking life and not death. In Proverbs 18, 21, it reads, words kill, words give life, and they're either poison or fruit you choose. Right? And so that reminds me of something that helps me to identify what all this means, right? About being honored and having um, and being honest, right? I think about myself and me trying to follow God, right? I want to do everything to impress Him, right? And so He has given us a lot of different things to help us to follow Him, right? And that's the love that He's shown by giving His Son. Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, you know, put him on the cross just for us so that he can get close to us so he can love us, right? And if uh, Noden could put up my picture, it would be wonderful. And so this is dear to my heart right here. This helps me to believe that I'm doing the right things, right? So my brother Mike Trahill over there took a picture three years ago, you know, and this is in Thrive. And on my right side there, that's my one and only son. That's the one that uh, is part of my blood. I still have, like, several stepsons because I'm a father to many. But if you can see that little girl right there, she's not even one in that picture. Well, will you see what she's doing? She's imitating the father, right? And so I just want to encourage every single one of you to imitate that father, and you can't go wrong. And so I'm going to conclude there, and we're going to pass it on to Jeff. Go get it, go get it. Good morning. I was... uh... I was, I was following the, uh, past, the notes Pastor Bo sent me uh, earlier, so let me get out of this here. CJ, I really expected you to go the whole way. <laughs> Caught me off guard. So my point was, he's a real example. Look to the person next to you and say, you're a real example. So... My notes were on, on being that example. I was fortunate to have a father who raised me to believe in a God that would, would be there all my life. My father's in heaven now. And I know that because he taught me that. And he had a father. And that father taught him. I watched my father as an example go through bad times, and still give thanks to God. I've seen my father receive bad news in lo- of losses in our family and still give thanks to God. I couldn't think of a better example. I looked up the words for, for what example means, and it means to lead, to guide, to model. How many of us are modeling today? How many of us are modeling for that young person in our family that needs to see something positive in their life? How many of us are leading, truly leading? My verse I have 
is Ephesians, and I'm going to bounce back to 5.2, because it says, Live a life filled with love. Following the example of Christ, he loved us and he offered himself as a sacrifice for us for a pleasing aroma. It was all by love that I watched my father give thanks. It was all because of that love. Christ, he gave himself to die for us sinners. No better example for love than the cross. This valuable words, the, the valuable words my own father never gave up teaching. Verse number two, always set an extreme example by doing good things. When you teach, be an example of moral purity and dignity. The part that's not on the screen is teach the truth so that your teachings can be, cannot be criticized. When those who oppose us will be ashamed and, sorry, for those who oppose us will, will be ashamed and have nothing bad to say about us. So the key right there was teach the truth. Teach the truth. My dad never shied back away from truth, even when it hurt our feelings. Some of us shy back because it's going to hurt somebody's feelings. Don't shy back because you have a Bible. You have something that's going to give truth and give life to a, a, a generation that needs you right now. Men. So when you set an example of the good God has set in your heart, it encourages, it teaches, and it gives action to the word. As a husband, a parent, or a leader, you have the opportunity not only to teach, not only to guide, but to truly love on those that need you most. That is why it is so important to live doing the right thing. Doing what is right makes your burdens light. I said that because it rhymed. And that's what I had for you guys today. God bless. Uh, what you've heard is from the board members of our church, every one of the men. So would you let them know how much you appreciate them? That's the board members. And I so appreciate the men in our church. Put the scripture back up, Malachi 4, 6. We're going to look at it again. How can God turn things around for us, America? John, how can God turn our lives around, our marriages around, our relationships with our kids? Is by this scripture. He, God, will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children. In this service today, all we're trying to do is get your hearts back to your family, your hearts. Teaching you. Teaching you how your hearts can be drawn back to your children and the hearts of the children to the fathers. How can we get the hearts of the children back to the father? Look at this. A reconciliation produced by repentance. A reconciliation. God's trying to bring the family back together. And it starts with repentance. Would you bow your heads with me? I want to pray for all of us tonight, to, today. You're here today and things are not well with the family, with your heart. It starts with repentance. God's kindness leads us to repentance. How's your heart today? You and God to fix the family. Maybe we need to repent and come to God and say, God, I just ask you today, heal my heart. Get me right with you, God. I want to follow you, God. I want to follow your word, but I need to just repent of my sins in my heart and in my life. In your heart today, 
I want us to examine our hearts. That's why I just ask you to bow your heads. How's your heart today? I want God to heal our families. I want God to heal our marriages. I want God to heal America. But it starts with repentance, going to God. And if you're here today, my friends, my family, my brothers, and you know that you're living, being disobedient to God, and you need to come back and repent and get back to God, I want you to raise your hand with many that are in this room today because God wants to heal you, wants to heal your family. But if that's you today, I want you to lift your hand and say, Pastor, would you pray with me? I need healing in my heart and in my family. Go ahead, just raise your hands up as high as you can. Yeah, it's amazing. Our hands are going up all over. It's okay. It's good. Yeah, you can put your hands down. I want us all to say this prayer today. I want you to say this, dear God, with all my heart, I repent today. I humble myself in your presence, and I ask you to forgive me. I need you, God, and I need my family. I need my church family. I ask you, God, to heal my heart, cleanse my life. From all unrighteousness. Jesus, be the Lord of my life. I choose today to follow you. Thank you, Lord, for who you are. You're the Son of God. And I believe you're the Savior of the world. Come into my life and be my Savior and be my Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Everybody said amen. Now give God praise for what the Lord is doing in the house. So I want you to wear these wristbands. And every time you look at it, it will remind you to be a faithful father. And keep your heart sensitive to the Lord. Saying, God, just I want to, I want to be a man that you're pleased with. So what I want to do today, you know, for the ladies, you know, for Mother's Day, I buy all the ladies pies. Guys, I bought you some root beer. No, no, okay, so I've got how many, do, four, four packs? Okay, in my, in my heart, as I've been praying, there's every man I like to honor, but like with all the pies, there's just a few men. What was the first point that uh, Dan brought to you? There's someone in the church that makes me laugh every time I'm with them. Now, you know what? I love to laugh. If you're with me and you're in my car, we're going to laugh. There's times I've been through the drive-thru at a, at a fast food restaurant, and I start laughing with my grandkids. I can't even order because I'm laughing. I have a video. I was going to show it to you, but I thought, well, I'm not going to do that. Too much time. But, you know, I laugh. And Jesse Marcus, I thank you, my brother. You have made me laugh so many times. So here's a four-pack, brother. Enjoy it. <laughs> what was the second point? What an encourager. John Gutierrez, you're my encourager. When we're not even in church, man, you encourage me. And I love your heart because it's a, all you want to do is bring people into the kingdom. There's not a time that I'm not around you that you say this person needs Jesus. I thank you for being a good grandpa to that boy and all your grandkids. And there's a bunch of them. And to that, every event, 
you're there watching them play sports or whatever they're doing, if they're doing acting. And I know that Jake even tells me you're their biggest fan. Thank you for being an encourager. What was the next one? Honor. Honor. Everyone say honor. honor. Stan Arnett, would you stand? Stan Arnett, would you stand? Brother, you really, God is working in your life. And I see you honoring his word. I just want to give you a four-pack of dads, bro. All right? <laughs> I love you. What was the last one, everybody? What was the last point? A good example. And I could give everybody one of these. But Eckstein, would you come up here, brother? I wish I had ten of these. Come on, do that strut up here faster. Come on, brother. Uh, got that shirt on. Look at that. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> it's, all, it's, it's all yours. Everybody stand to your feet. All right, come on, let's go home. All right, everybody stand. I want to pray for you. And uh, you've got a wristband. Some of you got a tie. Some of you got some dad's root beer. All right, I wish I could throw some root beer out at all of you. But just know this, Thrive Church loves all the dads and all the men of this church. We're better because of you. One more time, let's show all the men how much we love them. All right, come on, everybody. <laughs> Lift your hands. Let me pray a blessing over you. Father, today, God, may our well always be full. May our cups always overflow. And I lift my hand to you, God, and say, Lord, I belong to you today. I lift my hands to you and say, I surrender to you today. Father, help us to be better for you this week. And help us to finish strong every day, God. Help us to finish. God, when we walk out of our jobs, God, at the end of the day, help us to say, I finish strong. God, when we lay our heads on our pillows, help us to say, I finish strong. God, when we are with our friends, help us to finish strong. God, when we're alone, help us to finish strong. And God, I pray a blessing that, God, you're, God, that you will strengthen us. God, that you will encourage us. Help us to know what laughter can really be in our families. Help us to be a good example, to live in honor. God, to be a good example. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody shout amen. I love you, family. God bless you. Happy Father's Day.
a place where mercy reigns and never dies there's a place where streams of grace flow deep and wide where all the
Who I 